Hi, and welcome to the Future of Development podcast. My name's Anthony Montategi, and I'm here to inspire people to find amazing careers in the construction development world. like our podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really like our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Hi, and welcome to the Future Development Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montategi. Today, I'm joined by the amazing Anthony McMahon. He's the Chief Technology Officer at the IT Psychiatrist. They're based in Auckland, New Zealand. He's got years of experience in developing AI, business bots, stuff that makes the mundane processes a lot easier to execute. The work they're doing is changing businesses, both small and large. Anthony's also been a keynote speaker at many of the largest technology conventions, including Tech Talk New Zealand. Excited to have him on the show. Welcome to the show. Anthony, it's great to have you on the show. As always, you know, our conversations are very interesting. You know, it was exciting when we were doing our pregame stuff and uh, I you know, really got into it. But before I get into all that, Talk to, talk to me a little bit about New Zealand. I know it's the morning over there. I'm talking to you in the future. How are things happening over in New Zealand right now? Yeah, well, first of all, Anthony, thanks so much for having me on board. And my first thought for your listeners was it could be confusing with Anthony and Anthony, but I guess no one's going to mistake our accents. Um, <laughs> uh, the New Zealand accent is, is definitely unique. So look, really excited for the chat we're going to have. Um, but, but New Zealand, yeah, look, we're recording. It's it's nine a.m. Wednesday morning for me, so I'm I'm nearly a, a day ahead of you guys. I guess we've been great, actually. We're, we're, we've we've been very fortunate through the last twelve months to be a, an island, separated from our largest, closest neighbour by several thousand miles, and and we've had some great leadership, uh, making some decisions at the right time. So, uh, COVID's been good for us. Our economy's doing well. We have been able to get out and uh, concerts have have been a thing for us. I I, I don't want to gloat because. While we've had concerts, we haven't had a lot of international acts coming through the door. So yeah, it's, it's, it's great over here. Let's, let's put it this way. Um, we, we're gearing up for a long weekend uh, this weekend as well. We've got Anzac Day, which for your American audience, for, for Kiwis and for Australians, Anzac Day is our equivalent of your um, Veterans Day or Memorial Day. I guess it's um, the Anzac Corps were the Australia New Zealand Army Corps who fought together in World War One. So it's, it's a way for us to remember our our war veterans and, um, and and our soldiers and sailors and airmen who who fought and and may not have come home, um, unfortunately. So it sounds like a fun, a great way to kick off the summer and uh, get uh, get everybody rolling for for summertime. For, for you guys, it's summertime or is it going to wintertime? Are we going into winter now? So um, there you go, there you go. It's 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 still a it's still sort of it's that it kind of marks that transition from summer fun the summer holidays to more of a winter mindset for us as well. You know the, the the ski fields aren't open yet. We haven't got enough snow for that. They tend to open about June July, but once the ski fields are open, winter's on and we'll we'll be ready to rock. That's great. You know uh, we've got a couple of holidays the same way that kind of mark both ends of it, and uh, we kind of know it's coming. Like all right, start looking for the sweaters. Mm. Uh, it's it's coming soon. We we just had what I'm hoping is our last. Uh, snow today so uh, uh, we had a small little dusting uh, even though the last weekend I went and put a lot of plants out and started my garden and really started getting ready for summer uh, we had a little dusting today and I'm like all right all right winter just didn't want to go mm. away, you know easily so uh, uh, we'll get in there <laughs> get on out some fun hopefully uh, uh, this so this weekend we'll, we'll kick off summer and uh, we'll blow through uh, you know, the rest of it so uh, excited. So, you know, when we were talking, you're, what, you're, what you're doing is really revolutionizing the, the whole business world. You know, I, we, get, we get 
far into it, why don't we talk a little bit about you, your company, kind of how you got there. Uh, give us a little bit about a little bit of background on you. Yeah, look, um, because it's an interesting one. You know, I, I'll, I'll just launch straight into the tech caddy element because I, I brand myself as um, online as a, as a technology caddy or a, or an IT caddy. I'll explain that as I go as as to where I got that from. Um, but I've been in the technology sector, working around technology for about twenty years now, and and some of that's been study, uh, but most of that's been full time employment. Um, and I've had a variety of roles where. For, for anyone who's familiar with some of the terminology, I've, I've worked in service management and enterprise architecture. So I've been working in that operational and strategic side, not so much the writing code or building hardware or building networks. And through that career, I was, I was working with big companies, with one of our largest banks for, for most of it. And what I was starting to observe was that New Zealand companies, big companies in New Zealand, which we, we, I'll set the, the scene here. When I talk small and medium in New Zealand, we're talking sort of 97% of our workforce is, is employed or own a small and medium business. And for us, that's um, anything from one employee up to you know, 50, um, five to $20 million worth of revenue, five to 20 million Kiwi dollars. So, so just putting that in context, um, because when we say small and medium to some of our um, Northern Hemisphere cousins in the US or the UK, they, they start immediately thinking um, 50 people as a small business. So what I was starting to see was our big businesses had a lot of expertise and a lot of knowledge around them where they could um, draw upon identifying what technology was going to be needed in their business to, to move them forward and, and how to, ap- to apply that, how to uh, use it in the right way to solve the problems they had. Now, whether that was AI, whether that was robotics, whether that was even just a chat-based platforms where customer support staff could speak to their uh, to their customers directly. Uh, it was all stuff that was starting to emerge over the last two decades, and it was stuff that these companies could afford to invest in, to explore, to trial, to test and learn, and have the people around them. Um, what I was finding through both that work and some study that I was doing towards a, a Master of Management uh, degree through one of our universities here was, as you step down to where 97% of New Zealand companies are, that small and medium mark, they would have got the same value of having someone available to help them explore machine learning, to explore robotic process automation, um, even to explore the, the, the click to chat function. They just didn't have the budget in there to go and hire someone full time. There also were the, the companies they were working with for their technology were, were largely focused around support. So they had a lot of good support from their support partners. Um, but those those businesses, those uh, managed service partners or MSPs as we term them, didn't have that strategic focus that they could put back into the business. So I started to explore a business model where I could offer that consulting service to, to those business owners, those decision makers and those leaders. And what I found was when you go out and you say, hey, I'm an enterprise architect, most people look at you and go, you're a what now? All right, can't use that term. And then when you start saying consultant, they see the big dollar signs floating above your head. And I was like, but I, and I don't like that term consultant. So I started playing around with it and I was watching uh, a bit of golf on the telly one day. And one of our one of our uh, Kiwi sports stars, Lydia Ko, she's, I can't remember which tournament she's won, but she's just won a major golf tournament in, in um, the LPGA tour. Was watching her, was watching a few of the other golfers. And what I realized was they had this person beside them, the caddy. And you always sort of assume the caddy's just there to carry their clubs. But when you dig a bit deeper, they're actually there to, uh, they don't play the golf, but they know as much, if not more, about golf as the person they're supporting. So they're walking 
every single step of the way of the game with the with the golfer. They're walking the course the day before. They know everything inside and out about the course that golfer is going to be playing on. They know what shots that golfer can play. They recommend the clubs that golfer can use. They recommend how to play the shot based on the distance and based on on the lay of the land in front. So the caddy is actually a really important person to the golfer. They're not just carrying the clubs. And and I started applying that analogy back to business as a, as a technology caddy. You know, I'm not there to make the decisions to drive the business forward, but I'm there to walk every step of the way with that business leader, uh, with that decision maker, and actually help them choose the clubs, you know, the robotic solution, the technology they need to actually play the next shot to, to be successful over the next 12, 18, 36 months, whatever it's going to be. Started throwing that brand around and it, and it, and it stuck. Um, uh, the IT caddy or the tech caddy moniker seems to get a few people talking. So um, I'm slowly pivoting my brand from from what was the IT psychiatrist, which was about headspace and planning, to more that IT caddy um, helping people move forward um, with their business. So that's that's a little bit about me. I mean, that's all the business side that I've talked about. Outside of that, two dogs, two kids, massive rugby fan. Um, I coach my son's rugby team. And uh, I'm also um, just starting to get back into into some water sports uh, and, and mainly stand-up paddleboarding. So having a great time and hoping the weather calms down this weekend, mm-hmm. I'll be able to get out and, and paddle as well. You know, uh, when you talk about IT Caddy, you know, for me, as I run CDO Group and, and uh, as a company, having those support people around me, you know, because I'm running the day-to-day business. I'm in there. I'm in the fire. Mm-hmm. You know, having uh, a coach or a caddy or or someone that supports you that can look at what you're doing on a day-to-day basis that knows your business, like like you said, it, as well as you do, can, can sit, sit there and look at the lay of the land and then bring that technology to you while you focus on the core business. You know, look, if I had all day long, I could go out and study research and go look at uh, different products. I'm a smart guy, I could do that. But while running a business, it's really, really tough. You know, it's similar to mm. that golfer, right? He's in the middle of a game, uh, thinking about his next shot, uh, the angles and what he's gonna do there. Having someone that can look at, you know, all right, this is the perfect club. Here's the wind condition. Mm. Here's how the, you know, the dew on the grass. Having that, that support, I think it's a big deal. You know, well, when we were talking, you know, we're working really hard right now on, at CDO Group, our, our superintendents do a daily uh, job set report. And I will tell you that I feel like I'm some sort of uh, circus act where I'm over there whipping, you know, people into getting something done. And, uh, you know, hey, could you, you know, in reminders and, and today those reports have gotten much more detailed, you know, who's on site, what's happened on site. You know, we have to communicate with a lot more people a lot quicker. Really, we're looking now to create these uh, a report done by bot, right? So uh, what we've been working on all week long are, if you had to ask, you, have, you get six questions uh, per day per person, and that's the max you can ask. If you had the six questions, and then the start that we, we, we've decided was six questions. So the superintendent gets six questions, uh, the foreman of each subcontractor gets six questions, and then each person on site for the, the that works on the crew uh, get six questions. And, you know, those are three in the morning. Uh, for example, one of the questions are, is the work that you're doing today in alignment with the schedule? Uh, our goal for this week is to get, you know, let's say, for example, underground inspection, right? Uh, is the work that you're doing in alignment with the job site schedule? Yes or no? Yes. Yes says moves them forward. No sends an email to the superintendent saying, hey, you might need to go check on uh, what's going on with, with sub number A. To a foreman, it might be, uh, how many men do you have on site? Uh, and then their, their, their crew will pop up, click, 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 click. Uh, these are the people I have on there. And there's one for other. And that way, if you find out there's someone on site that's not you know, part of the crew, make sure we get them over. Please add their name and their, their cell phone number. And that person gets a text and says, 
uh, welcome to your job site. Here, uh, have you filled out a safety a safety orientation form? And uh, you know, please understand we have uh, our PPE requirements. Here's our hard hat. Here's our safety glasses. Uh, you know, these are the requirements for that. And uh, uh, welcome to the job site. We, you know, we hope you provide the safest environment, right? And then there's communication for those people that kind of goes ongoing as, as they go on, and it builds a report for our superintendents. Our, our goal, our our sole goal, was to to build a report that our superintendents can do with very little uh, mm. pressure on them that kind of happened mm. in the natural course of action and this long term will tie into our payment process uh the way that we do payment applications the long-term goals to really tie into a much bigger picture but starting with what what are those smaller goals we can do that are achievable um yeah as i looked at your platform you've got some some neat stuff on there uh, that you guys have put together. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how you develop the bot. The bot piece that we do, and, and this is one of the companies I'm involved in um, that we've we've branded Track. The robots are coming. Um, Track.kiwi. What we've taken the approach there is is that bots, particularly um, software-oriented bots, should be uh, focused on taking menial, low-value tasks away. They shouldn't be looking at completing end-to-end job management. And, and what you gave there is an example of a run sheet through to um, the superintendent is a great example of it, of, of those questions. Someone was asking six months ago, someone was compiling information, someone was passing it to superintendent, you're losing all this productivity time as people were being distracted from their job to do that. But if you've got um, a very automated solution where the questions are popped up to the staff um, out, out on the job site, and they're just, you know, with a tablet or with a, with a, with a phone, they've got a form, is this yes, yes, no, yeah, you can use a bot to then compile that, build that report up, build that report up, and build that report up until you've got a master um, visual management display of, of what everyone's working on. Or more, not so much what they're working on, the, the, the view is that what they're working on is what they're meant to be working on, or it's it's aligning them to their goal. So with with the work we do with, with Track, as we go into any business, we don't go in with the view of, we're going to sell you a solution and sell you a robot. Um, we go in with the view of, we're actually going to understand what your processes are. For, for many of those small and mid-market companies, they've got five, 10, maybe 20 processes that that everyone knows intuitively, but no one sat down and mapped out at any point. So no one knows where the waste is. No one knows where the pain points are. No one understands that, that, that this piece of work is 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 dependent on um, certain employees who have constraints in other areas. So we go through and we map it. And we've got a process that we call um, the ISPM or the Insanely Simple Process Management Tool. Uh, sorry, Process Mapping Tool. Insanely simple process mapping, and it's it's literally it's not it's not your workshops where everyone's standing around. And we've got post-it notes and butcher paper, and we're moving them back and forth. We are going out and talking to the people who do the job. We're coming in and saying, "Hey, look, we're just trying to understand what you're doing. Tell us a little bit about how you do this process, about your phase, what systems you use, what inputs you rely on, and and what outputs happen, and, and where it goes from there." And then once they sit there and say, "Right, then I'm done," and I pass it to Sally over in the corner. We take it over to Sally, and we sit down and we um. We find out what she's doing and then we keep going and eventually we get this view of this process and we show how much lag time and um, we show how much waste is in there and we can actually start to pinpoint the areas where a bot will deliver value uh, we might have a situation where an employee's filling in a paper-based form and then uh, taking it to the office where another employee is copying that information into an online form uh, and then clicking submit and that's then going somewhere else um, what we use the bot for is to try and fill in that middle ground so we will build a 
a very light form for the employee to fill in. We'll use the bot to feed that back to the, to the employee that was consolidating. We may even take that step out and it may go further up the chain. So um, that's the approach we take. We don't take a solution first approach. We take the problem first approach and try and find out what the, what the pain points are in the business and whether automation can, can deal with it. And what we might find in that engagement is we walk away and go, you know what, your business is as efficient as it can be and technology is not going to change anything about it. So let's not worry about putting a solution in for the sake of it. I, I gotcha. You know, we, we spend a lot of time going, how do we get more efficient, right? Ultimately, uh, we want to be able to do more. Here in one of our offices, I've got across a 17 foot mm. wall. It says from dirt to dishes in four weeks. That means that we want to be we want to build the ground up buildings in under four weeks, right? The, the, our whole mm-hmm. goal is that the future of technology, future of construction, requires us to move much much faster. As the Internet of Things come come by, um, as as the you know construction is a lagging technology uh, environment, right? Where we've we've you know I, I would tell you uh, in the last twenty years, I would bet this the Colosseum in Rome was built with the same you know very very similar technology. We carry heavy stuff over to a spot. We banged on it for a while and we built what we were building. But as the internet has come by, you know, communications happening faster, that's starting to match up with uh, the way the process management's happening, clearer so we can see what happens on a job. You know, it used to be that uh, everybody had to show up at a job site at 6 a.m. in the morning. And if you mm-hmm. didn't, and you were the electrician, you were working on that wall, inevitably there'd be a stack of drywall where you needed to work and you know you needed someone to go move it and you're like well we all need to be here at the same time to communicate well today we can look at process mapping and and the job site tracking and all the stuff that we're doing Mm. on site to manage the workflows that i can now be prepped for the work that's happening in a couple of hours uh in, in every one of the locations that we're working so that now what we've been able to do is spread you know spread the work hours among a much different platform. So, you know, there are some people who come in at three o'clock in the morning and there are some people who start at three o'clock in the afternoon and both are just as efficient. And, you know, by the way, that's also working more for a lot mm. of the kids that uh, don't feel like coming to work at three o'clock in the morning. And, uh, maybe some <laughs> people, you know, they want to play video games at night and they're like, hey, look, I don't feel like coming to work at that time. And I've made some of the older, older guys that uh, love getting in and getting out uh, works for. So I think, as we start to uh, look at the technology platforms, how do we, you know, use, like you said, find solutions, uh, not, not, not just build technology for technology's sake, find solutions that uh, you know, are places where we have problems. And, you know, certainly the pandemic for us, uh, you know, has really pushed uh, us needing to come up with solutions. You know, we couldn't all work, uh, construction mm. kept going during the pandemic. And, uh, but we couldn't have as many people on site at one time, but we still had schedules to meet and, and, and people needed us to complete these buildings. And I think that's a lot of stuff that we're noticing. Uh, I think, you know, that uh, how, how do we start to apply uh, the thinking and find, you know, find those areas where we have a problem. All right, look, we don't need to carry paperwork into a building and then have that person in the building, take that and put it online. Where does it not seem to seem to work? Everybody's used to they're they're used to getting texts. I mean, look, yep. I mean, if you're a construction worker on a site, or you're you're in a, a factory, or you're in a low tech type job, you're you're still getting text messages from home all day long, or from your kids all day long, or mm. you know, uh, no matter who you are, uh, no matter where you are in a social economic scale, 
texting has become a, you know, a lifestyle part. So you know, the, the box stuff uh, that can use voice or text seems like a, a pretty neat uh, uh, implement, implementable uh, concept. Definitely. And um, like you say, people are, people are used to um, receiving text messages. They're used to doing things in a certain way. And that's where it's highly important that as you bring some of the new technology on as well, one of the other values that I see is you've got to use the experience of the people on the ground. You've got to make them understand that not make them understand. You can't make people do anything. You've got to help them understand that the, the, the journey you're going on is to not take their job away from them. It's to help them be better at the job they're doing. It's to take away some of those low value menial tasks that they may not otherwise have been involved in. And a recent example um, that I heard from was from one of the, the the deputy commissioners of the New Zealand Police Force. So we're fortunate here, we have a single police force in New Zealand. We don't have, because we, we only have one jurisdiction, we don't have the federal, the state and, and everything that America's got. And they recently went through a digital transformation journey where they took the traditional police notebook and they replaced it with an iPhone. But instead of just going, here's your iPhone, use it, they actually brought frontline officers into the workshops to talk about what they needed to be doing um, and 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 to um, understand how they use things. And then they started putting use cases back out there and said, this is how it's going to be. So they, they talked about police responding to a domestic violence incident where they've gone to a home, there's 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 someone's um, beaten up their partner um, and, and, and the traditional model you know, there's claims, there's allegations, there's a high stress environment that's going on. And what they used to do is they'd take one police uh, officer would take one um, person away and talk to them and another would talk to them and they'd try and build the story and they'd have to keep coming back with their notes and comparing notes. What they showed them with a with a with an iPhone and with the apps that they were able to use on the iPhone is that while Officer A is over there talking to that person, their notes are showing up on Officer B's phone. And likewise, Officer B's notes are showing up on Officer A. So there's no, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to leave you here on your own while I go and consult with my partner to find out what's happened here, they're literally doing that in real time and they're starting to see. And, and, and straight away, the police were like, hang on a minute. So the focus is going to shift from me having to um, compare stories with my partner to actually um, focus purely on the, the, the person in front of us, whether they're the victim or whether they're the um, perpetrator. I'm able to focus my attention 100% on them and not break that conversation at any point. And 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 that was those kind of stories and use cases that got the buy-in to actually transform from notebooks and 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 traditional ways of policing to here's your smartphone and, and here's how you use it. So it's stories like that where I'm a firm believer that you don't just push the new technology onto the people, you actually bring them on the journey and help them build out the solution because they're going to be the ones using it and they need to understand and know why it's coming from. And, and if they sit there and say, Yep, I'd love to get my job schedule sent to me as a text. And when I've completed laying that section of drain, if I send a text back that says complete, that I get the next one coming in, I'd be happy with that. You know, if, if that's the feedback you're getting, hey, that's great because that means they've actually designed the solution and, and that they, they, they've bought right into it. I think that's one of the number one mistakes that I've made uh, as a leader is, is you know, getting, you get these 300 pound gorillas in a software, right? They're, they're massive. They're these great software packages, mm-hmm. they're great ideas. And then you bring them into a team and they look at it it's just so overwhelming, right? First mm. of all, the conversion from one to the other one. And I have found exactly what you said uh, to be true that, you, you, you know, you have to start at the very fundamentals. And when I, when I say fundamentals, I really mean down to fundamentals. Like here's how you log in, mm. right? Here's mm. how you log in and change your name. Here's how you log in, change your name, and maybe put a picture of yourself up there. Mm-hmm. Log in, change your name. And, you know, it, it, it feels 
so rudimentary to, to do this. Like, like you're like, well, you should be able to, no, the problem is, you know, when we build a software, you know, we've designed a couple of softwares here at, at the company. And, and as people went along that journey, it's a no brainer, right? It's a no brainer mm-hmm. for, for someone who was started in the beginning of a, you know, we were, we have a punch list app. And uh, when we started the punch list app, it was exactly just to be the ability for a project manager to go to the field and uh, speak into a phone, a punch list item. And then there mm-hmm. was to be able to speak into the phone, a punch list item and add a picture. Then it was to be able to mm-hmm. speak into the phone, add a picture, and then uh, divided by uh, subcontractors. And then it was able to you know, do the same thing and then email the subcontractors. And then slowly it was able to email the subcontractors and then they were email back pictures showing completion on the item. But you know, having a new person walk in at the end of that development and start it, they, they weren't used, they wouldn't use the software. They, you know, you have these project managers who would say, I'd just rather take pictures and do a Word document. And you're like, look, we've we've made this software for you that's easy, but they just couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. And you know, the thought of logging in, getting the process, you know, when we build it from, you know, we when we build it with individuals step by step and they can see it and they get excited about it, it's it's way easier than I feel like uh when we try to do these big, you know, they're great. They're walking into a completed item. And my thought was always, well, they don't have to go through the bloody mess of the development of it. Mm-hmm. In the bloody mess of the development of it, they understood it better. And uh, then that made it a lot you know, easier to understand how to go in and make the moves and you know, uh, understand why that button's there. It could mm. be over here, but we couldn't get to it. So we put it over here and, you know, it, it just makes it a lot easier for them to understand the whys of something. Definitely. And and, and it's that why that I think um, helps get the engagement. If they understand that, if they know, and, and to your point, here's where you log in, here's where you add your photo. Here's why we've let you add your photo um, to it. And, and you know, you're in a team of a of hundred people and, and you, you might meet someone on a very rare occurrence. So at least having your photo there, health and safety. Um, we know people should be on a site or not. We know exactly who, who should be there. Um, this is where it all adds value. So instead of um, the traditional health and safety and security approach of, of saying to staff, oh, if you, if you don't recognize someone, you need to challenge them. It's more a case of if they don't show up in our list of people, you can challenge them. If they're there, if, if they exist in that staff list, then um, it's all good and, and, and you, know, you can have a different experience. There's also, um, and this is another example I've come across, there's also the, the the opportunities that it presents to the broader conversation when you bring in the people that are doing the job. This was, for this one, it was a, a case of a company who goes out and does the valuations for, for properties as part of the sale and purchase agreement. So when you're buying a house, you get it valued, take it to the bank, um, the bank loans based on the, the, the um, value of what's come back. They had a, a huge workforce of people out there um, valuing properties. And, and these guys were taking, guys and girls were taking clipboards, pens, papers, filling in evaluation. They'd take it back to the head office and they'd leave it on the desk of the admin lady. She would compile all the reports that were received on Monday and, and Tuesday's work would be to do Monday's reports. So she'd, she'd spend all of Tuesday typing that information in. A company came up who sold digital forms um, and digital capture who sold them a solution which they were able to replace those paper-based forms with iPads and tablets, but they only did half the journey. And they gave the tablets to the field staff who were out there valuing. And these guys were able to fill in a form, click email, and they didn't have to drop it back on the desk of the office lady. It was emailed to her. No one bothered asking her to be involved. And what ended up happening was she'd get that email, she'd print the report out, 
and she'll put it on her desk to work with tomorrow. You know, we haven't sped anything up. We've just made the information um, get to her faster. When we start, when I got engaged, it was to start talking about how we could replace this lady because she was slowing things down. And, and when I sat down, I went, she's not slowing things down. You haven't changed it. You haven't involved her in the process at all. There's a chance here for her to sit down and actually show you where things could be done better. And there's also a chance that this, this whole process could be sped up because instead of having her manually create the reports, the information that's sent through can be templated and put into an automated report. We can put a bot layer in the middle there um, and that'll speed that up you know, what's what's we'll, we'll call her um daisy what's what's daisy's plan for the next few years and they went oh she's 64 she's planning to retire next year it's like well this is the perfect time to get her involved to automate her process so that you don't have to replace her when daisy retires you automate it when daisy retires you've now got more budget to go and hire another field operator or to do something differently and they went well, you know we definitely should have had her involved right from the start and it was like you should have actually had her owning the process and and showing you where the improvements needed to be made because the improvements weren't in your data capture they were in the way you use that data once it got back into um back to daisy that's it's, it's great insight right mm. tapping the shoulder of the people that are doing the work and going, all right, and picking them up with a creative type, because sometimes daisies of the world can't be other than the process they're in at, at the now moment. And, and right. you know, you, you, part, you, you partner them up with someone that says, all right, great. Hey, Daisy, we, we need to, this, this process has to go from here to here much faster. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? We're going to create that together. You know, I, I had that uh, meeting this morning with some accountants. One of my accountants has been with me for 19 years, and she's done stuff. She's worked in, you know, we were a small company I mean, it's become a bigger company and seen all the different iterations of it. Getting uh, their buy-in, but helping her see it differently uh, was great. You know, and you can see the lights turn on. She's like, wow, mm. oh, I can do that that way. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. You know, um, I, I feel like we're going to run out of time. And I, before I run out of time, I, you, and you'll be on the show more. I'd love to have you on it again. Uh, your, you, you know, your insight in the business uh, uh, bot development, process de development is, it's, it's amazing, Anthony. I love, I love our conversations. They, they really have me uh, as a leader of a company going, coming back and going, oh, there's another way, another place that we can make some change. You know, when people want to get a hold of you uh, and, and want to start working on some processes, what's the best way for them to catch up with you? There's two easy ways. I'm, I'm fairly active on LinkedIn. So if they look for uh, me on LinkedIn and my tagline with my, my handle on there, Anthony J McMahon. But if they just search for Anthony McMahon, M-C-M-A-H-O-N, they'll find me. There's not too many of us in the world and there's certainly less of us in New Zealand. The other way is to just send me an email, anthony at track.kiwi. So that's uh, T-R-A-C dot Kiwi. That's the bot company that I'm involved in. And if anyone wants to reach out, that's that's exactly how we can, um, uh, how they can get in touch. That's awesome. You know, uh, hmm. I, I, I promise we're going to do this again. I, I feel like uh, every time you and I have these conversations, uh, I, I walk away excited about going back and, and pushing another corner, uh, you know, another spot in the company to uh, create more efficiency, just you know, in, in, in a way that, you know, pays homage to the people that are there, uh, but getting mm. the mundane jobs that mm. uh, are, you know, like feel like pulling teeth, like this, like this update report that uh, you got inspired to change. So, uh, Anthony, I, Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm so grateful for uh, you joining me today and enjoy the, the big weekend you've got coming up. Not a problem. Thanks, Anthony. And look, really enjoyed the conversation. And thank you so much for the opportunity as well. I'd, I'd love to come back on. There's, there's another case study that I've got that we, we didn't get time to share. It's, it's probably another 20 minutes of talking in itself about a local company here in New Zealand who, through the use of automation, 
was able to rationalise all their all their manufacturing back to New Zealand. And because they were no longer building in China, they're now selling their solutions to the US military, uh, to companies in the EU, companies across the, the, the Five Eyes um, intelligence network because of the fact they're highly valuable that they don't have any operations in China. So there's a great example there. If anyone wants to Google Gallagher, Gallagher Systems, and um, just do Gallagher Five Eyes, there's, there's a good article that breaks it down a bit. So I'd love to talk about that a bit more as well on, on a future episode. But but Anthony, look, it's been fantastic and I've really enjoyed the time and, and love our conversations as well. So um, look forward to talking again soon. Awesome. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks for joining us. My name is Anthony Montegi, always looking for people to bring insight into the industry, finding ways to inspire people to have amazing careers in the development world. If you liked our podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really liked our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Thanks again for listening. Please share it with your friends.